Welcome back to the Jordan and Patrick Show. We are your hosts, Jordan and Patrick. A little late, but still here. That was my fault. I felt like death for the entire weekend. Well, you slept. That's what happens when no, you're when dead. I, when I did wake up, it was like the pounding headache. And that's mm. why I went back to sleep and then slept until like 10 p.m. or some <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, you logged like, what, 20 hours of sleep yeah. on Saturday? Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It's awful. Wasted day. Not a wasted night in the morning, though, because then I stayed up till 9 o'clock in the a.m. playing Star Wars. <laughs> so, boom, shaka Never wasted. Yeah. Video game L- time is, is short, never wasted. Man. Life is short. You got to do, you got to, you got to chase that holocron, bro. That's right. You got to do what you love. Yeah. You got to do what you love. Game of the year, 2021, Jedi Fallen Order, <laughs> PS5 version. <laughs> yes. No, it could never win it because. the trophies are glitched. No, not only that, but the controls still anger the shit out of me. Honestly, dude. Ugh. Oh, I was getting so mad at some points. Um, like there are points where him jumping or reaching or grabbing or sliding mm-hmm. on the things. There are points where in the 2021, when did it release? PS5 version came out this year. Yeah. yeah. What about the PS4 version? Was oh it, man, 19. Was it 19? Yeah. Was it that old? Mm-hmm. Anyways, there are points on this brand new game for the PS5, the pinnacle of console gaming. Mm. There are points where your character's movements in those aspects that I just mentioned are every bit as bad as anything Assassin's Creed has ever done ever. Oh, probably worse. It's so bad. You see, and I think I get it. Like, they were trying to... The, the problem is you should have gotten force pull a lot sooner than you did in the game. Because a lot of those vines and ropes that you need to grab, you just can't reach them. You can't. You can reach them, but if you're not directly oriented, uh-huh. perfectly dead center, you go they'll just fall off the map. Too far right. I, I kept having the problem when you go back to Bagano. I had force pull, and there's a secret area, secret area that you have to slide, jump up on the slide, and yeah. grab the vine. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. My fucking dude would grab the vine and then still land on the slide like it was too long. So then he'd slide past it. And I'd have to run around <laughs> oh. all the way over seven fucking times. No. no and of no, that seven no. times, I grabbed the vine three. Ugh. And he just kept, his feet were still on the slide. And he just kept sliding. Like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. For one, as I'm sliding, it's not that long. I can see it hanging, yeah. the, the end of it. It's right. not long enough to reach the slide. No. So when I double jump and force grab it, my guys. You did it with double jump too? Oh, yeah. My guys see, I did it without double jump. Had no be- issues there. None. Easy. It was ridiculous. Where I was having issues was when I was on Zepho in the Tomb of El Aram. Oh, yeah. Before I had pull or double jump in the first run, there's a section where you slide down, you grab a rope, a vine, whatever, and you're supposed to swing over to a wall run. Mm-hmm. Well, if you stop and turn around, there's a second vine, and it'll take you to a little ledge, which you will need to get to to get 100% on the map. I yeah. remembered that. One of the few things I remembered from my original playthrough. I spent a half hour. Trying to catch the second vine. I'd slide down, grab the first one, work my way back and forth and jump. And if I was not dead center, he would not grab that vine. And even when I was dead center, it was just like he'd fall. And then let's not even talk about Kashyyyk. Thank the Star Wars gods that I remembered because I spent hours upon hours upon hours trying to 100% the Imperial Refinery and... The deserted village, but I did it so much two years ago. Mm-hmm. I remembered exactly the hidden spaces that I nice. needed to get to, so I had no issues there. 
Zepho is a different story. I kept having this problem too, where on the slides where you would jump from one slide Ugh, to another slide, yeah, I would land on the next slide, but at the very tippy top of it. So instead of sliding down, cow would turn around and slide up, huh? And then fall off, and then I'd spawn back up. All right, yeah, and land on it again. He'd turn around and slide up, defying <laughs> gravity. Another annoying what thing is going on with this is I remember the spot in Bagano where you go down into the cave and you have to wall jump all the way up and then slide down a wall jump all the way out and then grab the vine and swing across to get the last force echo to 100% Bagano. I haven't done it yet because I spent an hour last night trying to do it and I forgot that you get a double jump. And so oh, I'm grabbing yeah. the vine and I'm like, why can't I get over to this ledge? I do all the work to get up to the vine. And couldn't get to the ledge. And then I remembered, oh, wait, you get a double jump you later. Double so I jump. wasted an hour. Uh, yeah. That hurts. Great game. It Completely is game. beside Star Wars, it's beside the point of what we're going to do the show about. But it's a phenomenal game with some absolutely atrocious, atrocious controls. Yeah. Awful. For being a brand new game. Yeah. Like, and for being a well-received, well-praised yeah. game. That's true. As much as I love the game, it didn't get enough hate. No, it should have you gotten know, some hate. There, there are games, yeah. And there are games I hate to say it about, but there are games where it's you can't just universally praise the game just because and I, I'm and it, glad like I said, it's a great game. I yes. enjoy the game. I love the game. I love what it does for the Star Wars universe. And oh yes, so, there, for every like seven Star Wars games there are, two of them are good. That's the thing. That's so, why I don't want to trash it. Yeah. Also because it's EA, and they get trashed regardless of what they do, That's even true. when it's not deserved. Yeah. When it's things like Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh yeah. Um. So I, I also feel I don't want to trash it for that. No. But and it deserves yeah, to be trashed. Yeah, I don't want to trash it, but there should have been a dialogue Especially about Especially now. So you release not the perfect game. You release it for next-gen consoles, and you don't do any work on the controls, which, okay, maybe that's too ingrained in the system. I get that. But then you can't get the trophies right, and it's been out for PS5 for five months now? And you still haven't fixed the trophies? I mean, what is it with EA and their trophy issue? Battlefield had this. Still oh, does. yeah. As the issue in Battlefield Five, where you cannot get the trophy to Globetrot and do all the maps because they did a holiday special for one of the maps. I think it's the one with the bridge. Glitched out the trophy. Never fixed it to this day. Just bah. Fuck it. So you go, okay. What's up with EA no, not just, being able to just port? Play the next Battlefield game. Yeah, well, why can't EA Newsflash, port their I'm games not, right to get the trophies sent? Not playing Battlefield twenty forty two. So anyway, on the Star Wars train, we are here to talk about the Book of Boba Fett episode yes. two, and also do some um, uh, eating of the crow. Yeah, some backpedaling. Yeah, backpedaling for sure. Some, now. Uh, as always, Apologize. yeah. As always, there's huge asterisks next to our show, and there always has been because we drink. And if you're drinking, you may say stupid shit. Yeah. We do not want our Star Wars fan cards revoked, no, because we know Star Wars fans because, hold those cards in high regard. Yeah, I and, love my Star Wars card more than all my other cards. Yeah, um, but ours are both on the chopping block. Yep. And so we ask for the reinstatement of said fan cards, <laughs> but also we defend some of our strange. Statements, yeah, which we'll get to. I'd say, for one, this is a mistake I'm going to try to fix permanently going forward. You should never review a thing 
like mm-hmm. I reviewed Book of Boba Fett, having yeah. only watched it once. I watched it twice. I My only, review stands I where only, where it was. I only watched it the one time, episode one. Yes. I only watched it the one time, and I watched it after waking up at like three in the morning and immediately put it on, so I was in that fugue state. Oh, yeah. And then went three days and then did the podcast. So a lot of the stuff I straight up misremembered. Mm-hmm. Straight up was off one. Some of the stuff I said was way off, but it was my own fault. But that's why this is the best show around. Yeah. We are willing to take the time to explain to you why we're wrong. And, I was, I and then going, tell you why I was we're going right. To say, I was going <laughs> to going to make that my 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 goal to never review something without having seen it twice unless it's shows maybe movies uh, yeah, that's I mean it. if it's yeah. if it's insanely bad then sure I'm not going to commit to watching it twice. But right. Something that's a show, it's an hour long. Yeah. Not even. Four, First episode's yeah, a whopping 30 40 minutes. minutes long. Yeah. Whatever. And then episode two, I've only watched once. I've, I've, <laughs> but, I've uh, seen it twice. But I watched it. Lucid. Wide awake. Yeah. I watched the first episode again. Then I watched episode two. Good. I was blown away by Good. how wrong I was about episode one a little bit. I, I think I gave one a seven, a 6.5 or a seven. I stand by that. It was too short. Which does take some time off. Absolutely. Um, and given the setup that they wanted to do for the show, I did feel like the jumping back and forth kind of set the wrong tone mm-hmm. for the first 30 minutes. Yeah. It works better now that we've seen the next 50 minutes. Yep. You know, so uh, the, that's where we're at with that. Um, the other things we can get to as far as our other statements because it'll be fairly quickly that we get to those. But as far as the second episode goes, um, overall ratings, off the bat, I'm going to guess for episode two, Book of Boba Fett, yours is eight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eight, spot on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, You gave the last episode a six. I think I gave it a 6.5. So are you at an 8.5 now then? I'm at an eight. Nice. Yeah. I'm at an eight. I assume, it, I assume you made about the same jump that I made. So I because I yeah, had a. It's about the same. Yeah. A two star jump. I think I had a six on the last one, and then went you did. To eight. Yeah, five was your matrix. Oh yeah. And my matrix was six point five, which I also reserved the right to change, and I do change. That's dropped for me. Yes. It's down to about a five point five or a six. Three. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the. Episode two of Boba yeah, Fett. Was, very good. Phenomenal. And in spite of the fact that I didn't expect that they made it much longer, and in spite of it being much longer, like 80% of it is in the past. Yeah, and I'm okay and with it. And it was awesome. That was great. Yes. I will say this. My issues with the episode are only solely 100%, which I think are most of my issues with the first one, in the current timeline like i have no issues with the past stuff i think it looks great i think it's done great it's the current stuff where i find nitpicks and they are nitpicks i i'll I'll admit that dude an action figure just plummeted off the shelf who was it yeah i just saw something fall that's a mythics legions guy uh it's a dwarf anyway Really skinny dwarf. My my sole issues with episode two lay in the in the current timeline, and that is the fact that 
while I love the setting and I love how everything's going, I still have an issue with, and mainly it's the mayor stuff, I guess. So they, they go to the mayor because, all right, we'll, we'll start off with the, the Rancor pit scene. Mm-hmm. It, oh, in second viewing, I was more okay with it. He's supposed to be, because Phoenix says, you know, you pay for the name. This assassin's really not that great. You mm-hmm. pay for the name. But then to have the assassin just cave like in two seconds down in the pit, I'm like, eh. They don't eh. want to be in my rancor, man. Right. But I also feel like. I would have told them whatever they wanted to know. I also feel like given the time that's passed, you should probably know Jabba's rancor is gone. I mean, Bib's not been using it, obviously. You should kind of know, especially if you're an assassin. But it's okay. It's a nitpick thing. Well, it's a nitpick they, thing. Maybe because they're not supposed to be operating on Tatooine. Maybe they didn't even know about Jabba's rancor. She just said, answer to the rancor. So he assumed one was down there when the door started opening. You know what I mean? Yeah, it could be. Like, it, he, like he wasn't associating a rancor with being Bibbs and being Jabba's right. and being the previous owners or what happened to Jabba's old rancor. Because they're not supposed to be operating here anyway. Right. So all he knows is he got dropped in a pit and she said there's a rancor down there. Then the gate started opening. But you know you're being interrogated. So initially, I don't know. Just that's why you never talk. Right. It feels easy. It feels easy. And it is easy. It, yeah. It's literally written to be a quick point A to point B. And I'm not trying to nitpick here. It just kind of was like, oh, okay. But the big issue for me, or the, really the main issue for the episode, the mayor's office in general. Yeah. They walk in and he's like, is your name on the list? I don't see a Boba Fett or whatever, the goofy guy yeah. that feels like a modern-day secretary in <laughs> <Right>. Star Wars. <laughs> Come on, guy. And then the the dude that's awful, the Twi'lek male that works for the mayor, he's literally like a dude that belongs in a sitcom as far as his acting goes. It's awful, awful. That's just me. When I watch it, it takes me out of the immersion because it's so bad. His look a little bit too. Yeah, it's all bad. He doesn't look like a Twi'lek. He looks like a human guy cosplaying as a Twi'lek. (laughs) Yeah. And he sounds like a sitcom dad. Yeah. I mean, he's terrible. I can't see. He takes me out of every scene he's in. (laughs) I'm like, just move on. Which then they turn on to do great things when they meet the mayor. That's very cool with the yeah. whole voice being, you know, translated through. That's all very awesome. Can you awesome. see the thing on his neck? Oh, no, I didn't see it. Yeah. Is like, that where it's coming it's, from? Like, so it's reading the reverberations and... Well, not only that, but I'm going to butcher Star Wars lore again. It's too but soon. Like, it's something like... Something we just did that. It's like opening up. So I don't know if that's where their mouths are back there on their neck, but there's like a hole there. Yeah. And then it has... Oh, There's could like be. a device there. I again only see. I felt like they made like it was a translator. Yeah, on his neck. I was cool. That's what I thought, but I I thought that it was like they just make sounds and the translator's attached to his neck and reads the vibrations and then spits them out. But that would make more sense that he does have vocal cords because how else are you going to make sounds? So that actually makes <laughs> sense. He's got a tiny little mouth that makes weird sounds. Either way, the mayor himself, itself, whatever. Very cool. All that very well done. I just, I did not like the whole waiting room scene and I cannot stand his emissary, Twi'lek, dad, CW show guy. Awful. <laughs> Awful. Yeah, I butchered it. I'm not going to be able to find a picture of it now. Picture of the Elcor? 
That's what those remind me of. Right. For anyone that doesn't know, that's Mass Effect reference. I'm not butchering Star Wars lore here. Um, I'm I'm just talking about Elcor because they can. Well, Elk, it's kind of the same deal with Elcor. They don't have uh, vocal cords. How the hell do Elcor talk? I never thought about this, but Mass Effect moment here. Telepathy. Yeah, because they make, they do talk, but they don't have mouths. I need, I need to know. I'm racking my brain here. It makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, so see that image there? Like that little slit going up the side of his neck, it moves. So it's, it's like it's his mouth. I don't know if it is because I don't know much about these. These are Ithorians? Mm-hmm. Something like that? I don't know enough about them. Oh, yeah. But so it, that shit it, like, moves, moves, huh? And then obviously you see the thing implanted on him, the device there. I don't know. It was a cool moment. It was a cool moment. They're barely in the original trilogy, and they're not in the prequels, like, at all for, like, speaking rules. So I have no idea how how they talk and whatnot. And I remember them vaguely in, like, old, old, old games. Yeah. Like, and if the Knights they, of the Republic. So right. If they were in the originals, they probably, they were FX things, so they may not have had the moving neck thing, right. you know. Yeah, they're at, uh Either way. I thought yeah. it was really well done. Yeah. Mok Shai's. Shyez, whatever the mayor's name is. The whole thing that so I'll say this. So for the episode overall, after the the intro and the mayor thing, and then this this is my other nitpick, and after that I loved everything. <laughs> my other nitpick is so the mayor tells them all this stuff, and then they go back to the brothel to then find out the information that the mayor could have told them why they were in the mayor's office. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm nitpicking. I know. Star Wars fans do not get upset. What was he going to tell them? You know, he tells him you need to go to the brothel. There's other things at play. I'm paraphrasing. Uh Then he goes to the brothel, and she tells him, the Twilight leader of the place. I can't remember her name. I don't know if it says it. She tells him, oh, you didn't hear? The twins have claimed, you know, the rights or whatever. Basically, the twins have claimed Daimo or whatever it is. Could the mayor have not told him that? Why send him back to the brothel to get this information, except for the fact that it's written so you can have the dramatic entrance of the twins? Like the mayor sends him to the brothel for information that the mayor knows and could have given him at that moment. Hmm. That makes sense? Yes. I don't know. It just felt like... It it felt like I always say, the writing is pushing you towards a point, so it took me out of it because I realized after it happened that it was solely written to get me to the point. Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't immersed. I realized, okay, they wrote point A and point B. Right. Now we're here at point C. When the mayor could have told him this same information, or they could have did away with that, and the mayor just said, some shit's going on. You should be worried. Boba Fett goes back to the brothel to get him some. Well, here's the drums. Oh shit! What's going on? You know, th- you know they don't need to telegraph their punches to the point where I can tell they're punching, and that's what it felt like. Like the mayor says, "There's other shit at play. Watch your back." Blah blah blah. He goes to the brothel, and she's like, "Oh, you didn't hear?" Which also, why would he not have? I mean, come on, already. I don't know. I, I have issues with how they're setting up Boba Fett as well, ruler of. 
the criminal underworld at the moment. The big thing that I the big thing that made me curious and feel weird was why everything's happening right now. Mm-hmm. The twins are Jabba the Hutt's cousins. Mm-hmm. Jabba got killed. They didn't take over the territory. They let Bib Fortuna do it. This is years. Well, like you said, they're busy Bib with Port- the debauchery of Mahutta. Okay, and then and then they hear. Yeah, I agree with that. Watch Why is, now? Watch right. is not. They hear Bib Fortuna gets killed, and they don't come back immediately. Then either. A few days pass, whatever. Then they show up, and they're like, ah. And here's my biggest issue with the show, so far. And I don't know how, what percentage, what ratio of this is genuine complaint versus Boba Fett fanboy. Sure. But we're talking about the criminal underworld here on Tatooine. And nobody, like you said, with the guy on the, the, the secretary, nobody knows who Boba Fett is. They're acting like They're, it. Yeah. Everybody's acting like he's no big thing. Like he was like, I don't have a, I don't have a Boba Fett on here. And now, <laughs> right. And, and now, that's what he said. I don't yeah, have a Boba Fett. And, like, the, and fuck the you two guy. twins are like, Bib Fortuna gets killed. You think if they heard Bib Fortuna got killed, well, for one, they heard Jabba the Hutt died and they didn't come take over his territory. All right. Here's just Bib Fortuna took it over. Right. They didn't come. Bib Fortuna gets killed. You know if they heard Bib Fortuna is dead, you know they heard Boba Fett killed him. Right. Period. They have to know who killed him. And then they still show up and no one cares that it's Boba Fett, who was just six years ago the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy. I also want to say that, and this just crossed my mind, there is a possibility that Bib took over to be Daimo of the whole syndicate underworld thingy. He could have still been paying tribute to the twins. He probably was. You know, that that's he what I pro- like to think. He probably was actually, he probably took over by their proxy. He, correct. They ran yeah. it, but he so they're they here didn't now. have to leave. Yeah, they're here now because Bib is dead. Yeah. Which makes sense to me. But also, I agree with you. Bib is dead. They should know it's Boba Fett. Yeah, the thing is, you know Boba Fett died. Right? You believe Boba Fett's dead, man. Boba Fett, wow, the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy. He's dead. He's gone. Yeah. He got fed to the Sarlacc. And six years later, or however many years That's just add to his character, man. He he walks out of the Sarlacc. I'm talking in the characters in the Star Wars universe. You know, you know, I live on Tatooine. This Boba Fett guy, he died when Jabba died. He fell into the Sarlacc pit. And now years later, he's walking back here? That's what I'm saying. It should add to the mysticism of the characters. Like, oh, shit. Everybody who lives there is just like, Boba who? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know who this guy is. That's Cool Helmet, though. Yeah. Like, come on. Cool Helmet that you take off all the yeah, fucking that's, time. That's my big just complaint fine. is, like, I feel like it shouldn't be that difficult for him yeah. to take control of things because everybody was at one time not that long ago. No. Terrified of him. Yeah. Yeah, those are my only... We've had this conversation before where Darth Vader tells him no disintegration. Because he... If killed. Darth Vader is telling you to calm your shit, yeah. then people are afraid of you. And it's it's often been believed that that was in reference to him burning the fuck out of Owen and Beru. <laughs> it's possible. That's what I still like to think. But given the character that's being created for us at the moment, no. This Boba Fett, I don't think disintegrates Owen and Beru. Um, but the old Boba Fett in my mind did. Current Boba Fett, no. Yeah, that's the big thing. Is at some point they're going to have to explain this shift in character in him. 
Like, it's still cool, and it's yeah. entertaining, and I'm okay with it as long as he doesn't become a, a hero good guy. Right. Like a, like a good guy, like a paragon. Yeah. He's still got to be a bit he, of the savage. Yeah. But I still, I still want to explain what flipped his switch. And I would, you're, you're not going to just be able to convince me that it's just because he hung out with the Tuscans for a while. Yeah, I think that's what they're planning on. I think they're planning on the Tuscan arc being the fact that he tones down his violence. I'm calling it now. Though the leader Tuscan Raider is not a Tuscan Raider. Hmm? At some point he's going to take his helmet off and he's going to be somebody that Boba knows and that's going to be what Oh, I ho- I hope not. It's going to be like old man Rex <laughs> or something. I hope not. It's going to be Mace Windu. Oh, that, that would flip him the other direction. <laughs> He'd kill everybody. Um, my thing is I don't mind him being reasonable even, which he has been so far, because I get it. Now you have to run yeah. this syndicate. Oh, you yeah. have to be reasonable. And maybe it's because Tamora Morrison is just so endearing. <laughs> like to look at him, maybe I feel no, I don't feel any sinister vibes at all from him. So that could be it. Cause if you really stop and think about what's happened to the first two episodes, they haven't done much to show him not being what we know him as mm-hmm. minus the fact that, I don't know. He spares the mayor's, emissary which he kind of has to you don't want to you're yeah, trying, to trying to get control a war. right he wants control of everything i mean even when he's sitting down and we're jumping ahead now but we're not doing reviews like you said but even when he's sitting down with all of the people from the train he tells them you know your your next words are going to decide whether you live or die yep. like he's fully willing to kill them all but then he sees an opportunity to make for the Tuscans to, make to have, fucking money. right to make bank for the Tuscans to have peace. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, a situation where everybody wins. Right. I mean, he's just. I guess in my mind, that I've train always built Aubrey's so cool. Very though. good. I've always built Boba Fett up as almost, and this is probably my own fault, just a straight villain. Yeah. Because he feels that way when you watch Empire and in Return. Get, he's just a villain. Yeah, that's all you get to see in the. Which isn't. I hate being it because I always loved him as a bad guy. But you're looking back on it, it's not really fair to judge him that way because at that point he was in the employ of the Empire. Yeah, he was doing his job. He was being hired by the bad guys. And you think about it, he really doesn't do anything overly villainous. Not on screen, no. No, except try to keep, make sure he gets his bounty to Jabba the Hutt. The one thing he does, the the biggest thing he does in there is um, uh, Vi... To make sure they go the extra mile to ensure that Han Solo survives, doesn't die. Yeah, right? He wants to keep him alive. Captain Solo's no good to me dead. He's no good to me dead. No, honestly, I think this is the main thing that built him up as such a villain to me. Is the fan theory that no disintegrations meant the killing of Owen and Baru. Yeah, and of course you have the stuff that Which we don't have canon confirmation of that, yes. I don't believe. And you still have the stuff in the books where they they he goes pretty hard as a savage in the book. Right, but, but but all the all the expanded universe has been decanonized. So. Yeah, and not only that, but you know, and I only learned this in the last couple of years that even the expanded universe, George Lucas didn't like a lot of it. A lot of it was just no. Some, he was just making bang. Yeah, bro. some guy was like, "Hey, can I write a Star Wars book?" And George Lucas is like, "I get this much money if you do, do it." Yeah, and that was it. So that's you know everybody likes to cling to the expanded universe, like, dude. 
sorry. I like what but, they're doing now where they're picking and choosing things yeah, to use from absolutely. the EU. Then you can take what's John good. John Favreau knows what's up. And you can leave what's yeah. bad. But I will say overall. I think the, the biggest obstacle for the Boba Fett show is going to be people like me getting over our preconceived notions of what Boba Fett is. Sure. When, when the preconceived notions are based on conjecture yeah. at best. Yep. Because yep. we really have hardly anything. So besides besides the things that took me out of it as writing flaws or as obvious modern day feeling things like the male Twi'lek and the I don't see a Boba Fett name on here. I need to watch it again. Those took me out of it in the beginning. But when he gets back to the back to tank and we go back to the past, oh, it's yeah. awesome it's shit all, good. all the way through. And oh. I want a six scale figure of that female one. The one who teaches him how to fight, I'm assuming is a female. She looks very feminine. I, I wonder the same thing. But when she gets on the train, it's oh. like, give me a figure. Give me yeah. a, actually the scene that did it for me. Was I, when, I just prefer to it as the ninja. The, the, raider. the ninja raider. Ninja raider. The <clears> one <throat> scene that the ninja assassin. The one scene that did it for me was when they're all on top of the train and hunkered down, and she jumps in and it's badass, right? Yeah. And you see people like in the windows dropping Getting and it's badass. Out. Yeah. But when you see the one guy, his head above the train car, <laughs> she, he drops and her head pops up. That's when I was like, I want that yep. figure. It <laughs> pops up and looks like, what's going on, guys? He's like, oh shit, you got guys back there? Give me a minute. I just, I saw her head pop up and I saw the meme of that little snow creature popping out of the snow. She just pops up and goes, bonjour. And goes back down. I lost it. It was awesome. I want that figure. And yeah. I do want a figure of the leader guy too. Oh, me too. He All, looks awesome. See, what I really love about the Tuscans is that we've always thought of them as, you know, it's beautiful. I don't know if you want to call it beautiful. Relating these two things, beautiful may not be the correct term. <laughs> But the way that they have mirrored Native Americans with the Tuscan Raiders is phenomenal, especially someone whose grandfather was 100% full-blood Cherokee Indian. It's awesome the way they do, the the things that they do. And it's really great the way that we – and I don't know if it was ever the the plan or whatever, but the way that it actually comes out in the cinematic universe of Star Wars is that it – it's even better for the audience because people, you know, our age and older who grew up watching the original trilogy thought the same thing. Same yeah. pe- these same people are savages. Right. They're uncivilized savages. But but it, we're not it, even in the universe. No. But we saw it and that's the message we got across. And it speaks to the perception of Native Americans because that's how yep. they were looked at, but that uh-huh. wasn't the case. Yeah, and that's what once you learn a little right. bit more, especially, you know, in real life, like Okay, no, that's not you true. You had at savage all. tribes. Yeah. But then you had a lot of peaceful tribes. Yeah. You know? And then the, the savagery was done unto them. Yeah. Yes. And then that's, um, let's say, oh, the way, the way the Star Wars Cinematic Universe plays out, now you can, you can watch the current stuff and you realize that, you know, the settlers are the bad guys. But yeah. You, you kind of are too, to a degree. Right. Because you did the same thing. As soon as you watched the original one, like, ah, yeah. Kill them, Tuscans. Right. Scare them away with your noise you're making over one. Get these savages out of here. I mean, even speaking to how they act now, they still hold to their customs. Mm-hmm. And even to the fact that they've adopted some savagers because the savageries enacted upon them. When they get Boba Fett as a prisoner, mm-hmm. there's no assimilating him into this society. No. It's like, no, this guy's a prisoner. He's going to dig for melons and die. Fuck that guy. Yeah. And then it just threw him saving people and doing his thing that he, he manages to work his yeah. way in, which I guess you get to see 
how especially he sums it up at the end sums it up at the end when he's like lets them go and you'll each get a melon to make sure you don't die and he's like consider this in good faith the civility of the tuscans or something like that like he's they are civilized people they're they are a people. They're not just yeah. creatures out there in the wasteland. Which, it, it's cool because the name of the episode is Tribes of Tatooine. And it really, really... It's really cool, too, because the Tuscans, like, the way they portray it in the show, the Tuscans are like, holy crap, here comes the train. And then the train starts opening fire on them. Oh, yeah. The train, yeah. solely for the, the actions of other Tuscan tribes, is like, Tuscan, kill them. Yep. Yeah, I think... And, the, they, and they took joy in it. They all went to the bar like, we killed Tuscan. Well, no. That no, that, those are the bikers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, still I feel forgot like, about I the bikers. I still feel like they probably took some joy in it, though, because yeah. they were straight, like, from yeah. two miles away, you, you could try. For one, the Tuscans don't have speeder bikes. You could just board, you could lower those shutters and just drive past them. But they yeah, don't. But, but they They're, saw them. They, they they obviously travel this route often. They see the Tuscans that live in this area. They immediately think, yeah. shit, Tuscans are going to attack us someday from day one. Blast them. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's just what I, so yeah, I gather from it. They deserve to get their Oh, they deserved. I wish Bob would have shot them all dead right there. <laughs> Fish-looking fucks. Imperial garb-wearing fish-looking fucks. Yeah, that's true. I did notice his robes, the, the leader of the whole train, his robes look very imperial. Even had the two little collars on the breast. I didn't see it. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I don't doubt it. The Empire's a bunch of bad people. Yeah, I hate them. Um, the train scene was very awesome, though. It much much so better cool. than the train slash transport slash rover slash whatever scene from Mandalorian. With Bill Burr when they're traveling to the Imperial base. Oh. <laughs> Because the logic gaps in that one, I still yeah. can't get over. You have grenades the whole time, guys. Yep. <laughs> anyway, we're not talking about Mandalorian. I just did the same thing watching uh, Mandalorian the other day when Grief and Kara team back up with old Mando to go into the uh, facility. And that's when they learn that Moff Gideon's still alive. Yeah. She jumps in a tank and takes off um, with the the one guy from the very first episode. Boba's, or yeah, the blue guy. The, yeah. the So they're taking off in the tank and Grief gets on the gun. And yeah. Being chased I by know what you're talking bikes. about. It's yeah. a great scene. Great scene. Yeah. But then the one speeder bike guy gets on the roof and opens up the hatch to throw a grenade in. And Grief turns the, grenade, the, the gun around to face him yeah. to, to his back. And at the last second, the guy peeks up and turns around to look at the gun. Like, how'd you know it was aiming at you, guy? Right. You're up on the roof getting ready to drop a grenade in, and you stop to look behind you because there's a gun aiming at you that you would have no idea to know was aiming at you. You know, really, he should have taken the time to think, what happens if I throw a grenade and blow this thing up? I'm that riding I'm staying, on it. I'm standing <laughs> on it at, like, I don't know, 70 miles yeah. an hour, 40, 45, 50 miles an hour. I don't know. Uh, two much miles an hour. If it's more than four, yeah. you're in trouble being oh, on yeah. top of it, dude. It's going to blow up. Um... But whatever. Yeah, we digress. Stormtroopers are stupid. Yep. Um. Overall, though, like minus 
Oh, we forgot to talk about the, the main thing sweeping the internet. That's one of the things. So I mentioned earlier today to Patrick before we started the show, the big fault that we have in doing this show so much later than the episode releasing is that, that when we see something that we recognize from the Star Wars universe, there's no credibility so basically, yeah, we when do the, our show two days after everybody yeah. else, and who knows? Right, that we, we could have looked something up or watched yeah. a video. Right. So I'm not going to hold any any fan card rights as someone who butchered Star Wars fandom a week ago. <laughs> but when the twins come out and Black Kerr Santan is is there with them, it's like, oh shit, I recognize him from what. Comic books. That's okay. all he's ever been in. I've seen his picture before. Yeah, but I haven't dug into his story at all. Right. I I, I knew enough to know he he's actually familiar. worked with Boba Fett before. Oh, they were hired by Vader from the comics because early on when Marvel was doing Star Wars comics, like 2015, 16, 17, huh. when I bought them and paid attention, I know. Like That's anything cool. beyond 2017, I have no idea. But I do know, and one of the things that I'm curious about. So like I said, talking about the character now has no weight. It's been a week since the episode. You know, it doesn't – I don't feel like I'm like, oh, shit, I got exclusive info that maybe yeah. you don't know. Everyone knows now. Yep. I didn't. But the one thing I'm I curious about with this character is in the comics, he gets sent – and I guess a Bacta tank could do this. I don't know. But in the comics, he gets sent on a mission to hunt down Obi-Wan Kenobi. And during that whole scene, Kenobi actually cuts his face with a lightsaber. So he has a scar going down from forehead to cheek on, I think, the left side. Yeah, left side. He doesn't have that in the show. No. So I'm curious what they're canonizing and, once again, what they are and aren't canonizing. They're just taking a character. Yeah. Yes. He would have to have it yeah. now or he'll never get it. Yeah. So that was my thing. I'm like, oh, shit, that guy. I couldn't remember his name at the time, but yeah. And then I'm like, okay. But like, he's not scarred. I got to thinking later on. I'm like, okay, so maybe they're just grabbing the character, but that's no longer canon from the comics where he goes to find Obi-Wan. That wasn't that long ago, man. Why are you making comics if you're just four years later going to be like, nah. Right? Nah. That's a cool scene, though, because uh, Uncle Owen's there with Obi-Wan. Oh, that would be And he neat. saves Owen's life because big Wookiee guys. It's it's a cool well, you everything. Know, it has to be decanonized, right? Because oh, of, yeah. Because that Wookiee, Obi-Wan would have to kill him. He doesn't. No. So he leaves. Yeah, it plays Obi-Wan out. Is, but then just doesn't tell Darth Vader where he's at? Well, they're not like at Obi-Wan's hideout. You know, they're not where he resides. But the way it plays out. It, it works. I'll have to, it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, okay. I'll have to let you read them. It works. Because um, I still, like, without reading that, I still feel like he'd go back and be like, he's on Tatooine. He, he's on Tatooine. I don't know what he's doing there, but he's on Tatooine. And then Darth Vader would send somebody else, I would think. Up until Obi-Wan is dead, killed, gone. Dead and buried. Dead and buried. I don't know. Interesting. I definitely have to give it a, a shot, read it, see what happens. Because for one, I'll read it anyway, just because that Wookiee is so cool looking. Yeah. That is a cool looking dude. He just needs that scar, man. Needs that scar. Maybe Boba will give it to him. <laughs> Boba gets a lightsaber. It, I mean, it could be something else. 
If Din Jaren gets it to him, it'll be by burning him alive because that's all Din Jaren does. Dude. Torch everybody. All he ever does. All he ever does. Every episode's got to have a flame in there somehow. Yeah. Bend him over and burn him. <laughs> um, That guy's awesome, though. Oh, I did have a cool moment. Watch When I went back and watched episode one again and episode two again, I remember when I first watched episode one and I didn't, it wasn't an issue. I mean, it was an issue that I forgot to bring up on the first episode. This was a cool moment from a cool moment for myself. When I first watched it, I was very bummed about how easily the Tuscan Raider, when Boba Fett first escapes, the Tuscan Raider beats the living shit out of him. Yeah. I was like, come on, this is Boba Fett guy. And this one little Tuscan, he doesn't, Boba doesn't even stand a chance against. And then when I went back and watched it again, I saw it scene again. For some reason, in that moment, that's when it clicked in my head that you never see Boba Fett fight hand-to-hand. He, he's always using guns and weapons. and Gadgets. And gadgets, yeah. So then I legit, in that scene, thought, I wonder if it's the Tuscans that teach him how to fight hand-to-hand. And then in the next it episode, is. it is. Which was, this? that's the thing I was talking about, that you were talking about how if we wait so long between episodes... Nothing we say is going to seem like we came up with it on our own because it's been four days. We could have made something up or looked it up online. That's it. But I literally had that thought watching episode one, watched episode two, and was affirmed in in the theory. I was like, oh, that's cool. So to clarify, because I was racking my brain, like, yeah, that's a logic thing that I don't remember the comic books covering. And obviously I don't have the time to pause the show and go re-dig them up in those crates right there in the next room. Um. When Black Kirsten Tan is hired by Vader, it's for different things. It's while he's working with Jabba that he comes across the path of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was getting ready to say, oh. yeah, Vader doesn't hire him to go for Kenobi, so why did they meet? That's what it was. Cool, cool. I had to look it up because I cannot – my memory's shit. Yeah, mine's yeah. not great either. Anyhow, it was not Darth Vader hiring him to hunt down Kenobi. If that's what I said, that's a mistake. But, yeah, there we go. There's that. So, the main thing I've seen criticized about episode two, chapter two, whatever, mm-hmm. is everyone's like, yeah, it was all great until you ruined Boba Fett with two things. So, everyone seems to be okay. really upset. Uh, I want to hear these because, like, I'm obsessed with Boba Fett. He's yeah. my favorite Star Wars character of all time. Yes. So, we'll, it's I curious what you think about them. Boba Fett yet, no. so. so, the two things that they really hate. I, I'm obviously generalizing. No. I when well, I say what the they, internet hates. yes, what people, what some people on the internet hate is when Tamora Morrison is sitting on the speeder bike and he goes like a bantha, and he smiles and kind of shakes back and forth and it's funny. It's a it's a funny scene. He's trying to explain to them. He's trying to explain forward, to backward who like a bantha, and he smiles yeah. and everyone's like that. Just you made a jokey character out of Boba Fett. I thought it was awesome. I thoroughly laughed in the moment. I'm like, <laughs> it worked for me. Very good. Yeah. So Just I have no issues with that. Because I don't. If I put myself in Boba Fett's shoes, he's probably laughing because he feels like an idiot. Absolutely. Like he feels exactly how you feel. I feel like, like that this, was an ablib scene. This even. isn't something I should be doing. Right. I, I'm fucking Boba Fett. Right. But there's no other way to explain it to him. Yeah. So he does that. Honestly, and he probably feels it, it like it feels a so genuine. It yeah. feels like an adlib to me. <laughs> like tomorrow's sitting there like a bantha. <laughs> I thought it was oh, hilarious. You're going to tell me the second thing is the dance, aren't you? Oh, 100%. 
Which, which, like I said, coming from a, a family on my mother's side that is a hundred percent, a hundred percent Native American, I really like that because that's a legit thing. Yeah. Like there would be no reason you could be out on the deck and one of the family members would be up doing some kind of weird dance around the fire in the middle of the night. Like that, that's a thing. Like it's just like breathing for them. Here's the thing. So. Tamora Morrison is... It's a tribal thing. He's Polynesian? Um, I'm going to butcher his I, ethnicity I here. I, but, I honestly don't know. But he is... That's one of the reasons like they were keen on casting him to play um, Jason Momoa's dad in Aquaman. Yep. Because they both have that same kind of background. Okay. And like you, you'd see... I just said his name. Jason Momoa would go to red carpet events and he'd be doing like the dances and the... Hakas, I think they're, I don't know. So I'm trying not to butcher a culture here because it's a real thing in modern day, not just with Native Americans, but with other like Samoan, Polynesian cultures. Man, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm so Well, bad. I mean, the power of Google says Tamora Morrison is Maori. Thank you. But his culture is like that. They do the same thing. Yeah. They have ceremonies, they have dances. Sure. They, yeah, they they're do, tribal. And yeah. Exactly. And so when when I was watching that, it felt very much like they did it for him. Because, sure. Because, yeah. because Jason Moe is the same way. Like you'll see Jason Moe when he's in a movie doing a speech. He'll crouch down and dance and whatnot. And it's from, oh, yeah. it's from his culture. And it's, he's adding it's to so his character. fucking cool, man. So in that moment, I was like, yeah, they're doing this for tomorrow, Morrison. Right. But it works. I don't hate it. It's yeah, cool. because the Tuscans because are tribal as well. They're tribal as shit. And not only that, but it's part of the ceremony that – they just spent 12 minutes explaining where they gave him the, He got the his coffee stick, man. He had to find the stick. He came back. They went through the ceremony. Of Created giving, his own it, stick, which is yes, dope. The ceremony of giving him his robes. The ceremony of teaching him how to make his own stick and making him make his own stick. And that was the end part of that ceremony. Yeah. Was going into the dance. I don't know. Yeah, well, it wasn't I, like they were sitting down for dinner. No. Obviously, they were all sitting around in a fire. You knew something was coming. Yeah, it was part this of it. This was it. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. And after about 12 minutes of me butchering other cultures, nah. trying my best not to butcher them. That's what was, we do as I, white people, I, and it's through <laughs> ignorance. <laughs> yes, we, we are. We, do. We, we are ignorant people. Yes, we are. Um, it's terrible. Like I said, as, I don't know why. As soon as we started, you started talking about um, him goofing off on the speeder, it just clicked in my yeah. mind that that would be the next thing. Yeah, that was it. About. Didn't bother me at all. I loved it. I it was one of my favorite parts of the episode. That coupled with mm-hmm. Ludwig Göransson's score, which yeah. starts kicking in right there, the drums, yep. and I was like, mm. I love the score for this because it's very reminiscent of Mandalorian, but it adds that tribal. I just love that. The, all right, so I've never heard of this guy, Ludwig Jorgensen. Yeah, Jorgensen. He did Mandalorian. He did Mando. Book of Boba Fett, Tenet. He did Tenet. Oh, that's awesome. And now, and now, I like that Star Wars is using him again for a completely different show with a completely different feel, completely different vibe, and he still pulls it off. Oh, he crushes like, this is, it. This is not a one-hit wonder. This guy's good. Hope he's doing Kenobi. He, he belongs. In, he he should. All the Disney Plus Star Wars stuff. Just let him do it. Oh yeah. Let him do the Ahsoka show. All of it. Let him do. Not the animated stuff. Bad, I think the animated stuff's done. Bad Batch is trash. Ah, I forgot about that. I wish I liked it, man. I wish I did I've tried. Too. I can't. I did. 
It wouldn't be so bad <sighs> if it wasn't for the bad batch. batch. Yeah. Especially coming off of Rebels, which I finally finished. And it's such a good show. It's good. It's, it's better than a lot of the Clone Wars. Which is saying something because yes. I really love the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars is really good, like past season three. Yeah, um, right. And then better as it goes with hit and misses thrown. In right. There. I think maybe what helps Rebels is that it was more condensed. Yeah. Like as a short first season, and then two or three long seasons, and then a short fourth season. Mm-hmm. So there's there's less episodes where they can just do nothing. Um. But spoilers for Rebels. I did not see Kanan Jarrus dying before the finale of the last season. I was bummed by that. Bummed by that. Yeah, I felt like the combination of that and then the way it ends kind of feels – with those two things together, the ending kind of feels – It doesn't end as good as Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Rebels is amazing and then the ending left something to be desired. Clone Wars is – Clone Wars ends uh, going somewhere. True. Somewhere that you know. Into the new hope. Yeah. Um, Rogue One and New Hope and all that. What's it called? Rebels ends, and you know where it's going, but you never you never see that. Sure, right. What's the outcome of this? Yeah, but whatever. It's a good show. I it, liked it was it. a good show. I was hard set against it. I hated the idea of it. Then I watched it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I like it. It's pretty sweet. I'm honestly, I'm starting to get to the point now where like the more Star Wars. Because Star Wars has changed so much. See, when I was a kid, Star Wars was five, no, four, five, and six. And it was laser swords and laser guns and flamethrowers and rockets and spaceships. And it's a very much a science fiction dream. Yeah. And now you get all these shows, you get the Fallen Order, you get all these games. Yeah. And you realize it's, it's more fantasy than anything else. It's it's far more fantasy than it is science fiction, and you get the lores and the ancient civilizations and the magics of the Night Sisters and the Force creatures, creatures that are made out of the Force. You get the planet of the Force and the beings, and whatnot, and it feels it feels like a space Lord of the Rings almost. It's yeah. very. I never thought about it. But it's really it's the only fantasy. real merger of the two that's yeah. ever been done. At least done that well. Yeah, because yeah, it does have a lot of. It has more fantasy elements than sci-fi. Yeah, because, I mean, if you look at... The sci-fi elements are simply interstellar travel. Yeah. It's, they and, go to space, and, and we would need and science ships. to go to space. Right. You need so interstellar travel and ships, if but... If you look at any other super popular thing like Star Trek, it focuses on the science. Science right. is a key part of it. They try to, to be realistic to our real world as they can. And then Battlestar Galactica, the real mm. world military applications, it's very much a science fiction, how humans would do this if they could do it. Right. Star Wars is throw all the realism out the book. This is middle earth in space, at least to me. That's how I feel. And I love it. I agree. I never thought about it, but you're right. More and more, the more I get into it, minus the sequels, those will forever be. The sequels are fully, truly, wholly dead to me in every way. Even force awakens. All of them are dead. They're dead, buried, gone. They don't even exist in my mind. Dead. Barium, barium. Like literally, legitimately, and I've reached this beautiful place of enlightenment where they do not exist in my mind. And the longer we can go without them getting brought up (laughs) in the canon, the better it is for my my etheric realm. Just bringing them up? No, it's too fun to bring them up. (laughs) Right. um, 
I was in that beautiful place from day one. After Force Awakens, I was like, ah, these are awful. I'm never going to watch these. And then we watched the second one, and I was still in that place. Like, yeah, these are awful. Then we watched the third one, and I tricked myself into believing that they're good. Me too. My love of Star Wars came through, you know? It It did for both of us. We did the show. I think I might have deleted it, but we did did a show. I had to delete the first few seasons because the audio was so Uh, fucking bad, but... Well, I apologize, and I hereby denounce the sequels. I mean, that that's one of the things that I feel like should be more open, not only in terms of our show or shows in general, but overall in all fandoms. Yeah. Fandoms should be more open to changing their opinion. Yes. You should be able to hold a stance, and when new information comes to light, change your stance. And you shouldn't get crapped on when you do change your stance. That's, that's a good point. As long as your opinion comes not from only, a valid yes. position. You should be allowed to change your opinion, but also you should be accepting of people's opinions changing. Right. Yeah, if they change and they don't align with yours anymore, you're like, you're a fuck. But I get it. You know, I mean, that because that's how I am. But like, no, that's stupid. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I don't agree with you, but I get it. Like, we should be more accepting of that as, nice. as fans in general. Like, I don't I, I think you're still dumb, but all right. <laughs> you know, you should let people enjoy. Yeah, well, you're an old man and a fool. Right. Let them enjoy or hate whatever they want. Yeah. Or don't. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Book of Boba Fett. It's good. Actually, that's one thing that made me think about it. Watching the Book of Boba Fett season, or episode two. Season two. Ooh. Episode two. Um, man, it, start, it was like, that was the moment the switch flipped that I was like, man, this really feels like Star Wars. Like, because in the first episode, it was like, all right, Boba Fett. It was just so quick. I don't know what it was, but episode two, you get huts coming back, which you haven't had huts. And I don't know how fucking long, right. man. Outside of animated, you haven't had huts in a in an age. In an so you age. Got two huts floating around on this thing together, being carried. You get a a Blackford Wookie. You get who has every bit of the mysticism live action, especially someone who doesn't know about his character. He has every bit of the mysticism live action as Boba Fett had in the original. Trilogy. Sure. Yeah. Shows up, doesn't say a thing, just stares Boba down like I'm. He's got brass fuck knuckles. You up? Yeah, he's it's got all the beads. He's just dope, and the man. way his hair is yeah. done. He's got the white in his fur, and his his fur is kind of like mangy looking. Like he's been through some shit. Oh, he's been out in the shit. And it's like the it feels like Star Wars. Fine, you know. Again, I love it so good. I, I loved it so much that like I've been low keyed. Like if I mean if we ever play Star Wars Edge of the Empire again. I hope so, because that's my favorite I've, D&D I've thing to play. trying to Role think, think of a to way play. to, like, uh, strand you guys on Tatooine and just build a whole new thing that's just, like, forget the space travel, forget everything. Just bounty hunting and criminal underworlds on Tatooine, because that Tatooine is, like, the foundation oh, of Star Wars, man, for me. Right, see, that's, that's where it all started. It's where it all should just be. That's the moment where I would like to jump back real quick and talk about... Um, our forgiveness yeah, is the whole Moss, Espa, Moss Eisley oh, thing because I'm still muddied on it. I am too. <laughs> because yes, Moss Espa is where Anakin came from. Moss Espa is where they are currently in the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. But like you said, in Clone Wars. Yeah, there's an episode where uh, 
Jabba the Hutt is there, and they talk about Moss Eisley. Like, they call it Moss Eisley. And in I the original series, yeah. Jabba the Hutt is there to talk to Han Solo before they leave. In Moss Eisley. Scum of villainy, yeah. So either these two places are super close. For everything I've looked up says they are pretty close, but I still don't know where Jabba's palace is. Like, it must... It's on the fringe. I wonder if it's, like, in between both of them. Out in the... The fringes, I don't know. I don't either. I'm confused. And I need I need a better Star Wars fan than I to explain it to me. Yeah. I need a I need a Google Maps for Tatooine. Right. Where are you at, Dallas? You're, he's yeah. the one that told us about Yaddle being, you know, not Yoda's sister. In my defense, but the EU You're the one who said they were sisters, and I said, Huh, I didn't know that. See, that's ah. how I, that's what <laughs> true. You're you're innocent in this. <laughs> but to me, that's how it always was. Why? I don't know, but that's just how it was. I don't know. Um. Anywho, Star Wars is rocking and rolling, man. It's it good is. shit. It's good shit, it's man. Good. I need a Star Wars tattoo somewhere. Yeah. On my ass. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the way on my penis. <laughs> right. With an arrow pointing, this right, is the way. Right above. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there it is. Book of Boba Fett. Season one, chapter two, Tribes of Tatooine. Good shit. Gets an eight out of ten across the board. Good shit. Minus the Twi'lek guy. Bad shit. Beyond that, if you're still glutton for punishment and give two shits about what we had to say, um, we're going to give you a real quick rundown of our top films from 2021 because 2021 is over. 2022 has been worse so far. But, yeah, 2021 is still over. But we watched some films in 2021. I did not watch nearly as many as I would have liked. And I liked less than half of them, half as well as they deserved. <laughs> um, but I did yeah. see some shit in a year where not a lot of shit came out. And I spent very little time in the theaters outside of November and December. So we have to rate said shit. Do we, though? We do. We do because everyone does it. So, you know, you got to get out there in the ether and just have your solid look back upon my best films of 2021 for better or worse. People hate me enough. Ah. That's how you get that's how you get views, man. You don't have to say things that are accurate or factual or reasonable anymore. Just say stupid shit. Here's 10 reasons. Just talk just things better than Zack Snyder's. Here's 10 reasons why you should go fuck yourself. I only need one. <laughs> one reason why you should go fuck yourself. If you think Joss Whedon's Justice yeah. League is better if than Zack Snyder's. If you like Zack Snyder's Justice League, fine. Yeah, but don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> and and no, there's no crime greater than saying they're pretty much the same movie. That's the one that right. immediately flips my switch and gets me furious. Like, are you fucking kidding me? One, you, you, can't, you can't drive to Noblesville. And then turn around and drive to Louisville and be like, yeah, it's pretty much the same drive. No, no. No, it's not. One takes 30 minutes and one takes three hours. Three hours. Correct. Yeah. But whatever. People are stupid. They are stupid. The world's full of stupid people. But what's great is the people who listen to this show are not stupid. They're awesome and phenomenal. uh, Did studies and they're actually among the smartest of people and will live longer. Your health, Study to show that Study people show. who listen to the Jordan Patrick show live an average of 
32 seconds longer than than, the, than anyone else. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Studies. Got to do those like Lysol 99.9% things. You're that, right. Like, you can't sue me. 30 no. percent, 30 seconds longer yeah. than your average. Studies do show. Yeah. Because 30 seconds longer. Yep. There you go. I mean, we should probably do this ranking though, going from one to five, because I feel like the more interesting of our list is going to be like three, four, five, one and two are set in stone. I think, especially number one, like we should start, we should start at number one because us and the audience they know, know what number one is. We'll just do five, four, three, two, then we'll turn the show yeah, off. So to keep people listening, we should do one through five yeah. because we get one out of the way. I mean, no drum roll needed. No fanfare needed. The number one is... Jungle Cruise with the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Best movie. Yes. yes. If any rock... I'll say this. I, I will reserve this time and this right. If at any point in our lives and while we're doing this show, one of either of ours greatest films of the year <laughs> involves The Rock... Might be the time I retire the show because <laughs> I, I hope that never happens. I'd love to have you on the show, Dwayne. Yeah, I would do. But also, because it, no. it's not a knock on The Rock. He's a no, good actor. But it's, it's the most things of his he movies plays are in. so. They're so cheesy. Yeah, they're so cheesy, corny, happy go lucky, funny. Cheesy is the yeah. best way to describe it. Uh, let's hope that Black Adam is not that way. I but hope, I, I, I hope. I only have hope for that movie for Hawkman and Pierce Brosnan. That's it. Savage, yep. Rockman, sir. Yes. Anyway, number one, best film of 2021. Oh, yeah. Take it to the bank. All the way to the bank. Have a drink. <laughs> it is now and forever will be Zack Snyder's Justice League. Absolutely. Absolutely. No no questions asked. There was no question. No. Well, you no. said, no. dude, top no. five. Like, all right, well, so I need four other movies. Yeah, exactly. Like, nah, nah. Nah, nah. Nothing. Nothing has come out this year that I've enjoyed watching more than sitting on my couch for four hours watching Zack Snyder's Justice League. Or That's that just... I've watched more. I've watched it five or six times. So, so yeah, in one year. Yep. A four-hour film. I watched it twice the day it released. Yep. Like, I was there. We watched it back. As soon as it went off, we watched it oh, again. Yeah. And it was great. People were like, I can't sit there for four hours. We sat there for eight. So, <laughs> uh, uh, with a bathroom break in between. Oh, sure. yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just because you're not committed to the cause, you right? Save your pity for the weak. <laughs> what are you, some kind of bitch? <laughs> yeah, easily, hands down, no way around it. And we're—I mean, we don't have to get off in the weeds. We've done a whole show about the of uh, the movie. We've done it several times. We've done it many times. You know where we stand on Zack Snyder's godly penis and his work, and you know where we stand on his film, which is separate from his godly penis and his work. And it's number one. Number two, I'm more interested in though, because I don't. I think I know what yours is. Um, I'll let I'll let you. Uh, I don't know. Should I guess it? Because I'm pretty sure I got it. Well, no, because now I want to change it, <laughs> just so you don't guess it. Because I know what you're going to guess. Oh you're, yeah, you're I know right. what it is. Go yeah. for it. Go for it, Spider Man. That's <laughs> so good, dude. Oh yeah. So, I mean, is we it did, not your number two? It's Here's not. Dune. It's not. It is. Yeah. yeah. There you go. We both guessed it. Nailed it. I knew it, it would be. Spider-Man, I, I wrestled with that. I'm like, fuck, is it Dune or is it Spider-Man? 
Andy Garfield almost carried it all the way to number two. <laughs> the movie's good, almost. but really Andy Garfield, yes. for, for his eight minutes he's in it, he, right? he, he touted it. <laughs> he almost carried it. But then we had the giant, massive weight of Oscar Isaac's beard and balls that carried <laughs> Dune up to number two. I was, like, I was high his beard and his balls. Then I got a flash image in my head of him laying in the chair. Yeah. I was like, oh, holy shit. No, you're being serious. Dude, I don't know if I said it, but the one moment that was the best moment of all my Dune watching experience was in the theater. I think I told you. I don't know if I told you on air. But uh, yeah. in the theater, when Oscar Isaac is in the chair naked, and you know it's not a good thing. He's here naked before the Baron. This is bad. Gonna, Some lady, four or five rows behind me, goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was me. We, we went to the theater several times. You didn't know it. I was back there with a hood on. Oh, clutch the pearls. Oh. That's what was it. I'm like, this is a heavy scene getting ready to happen. We all know this. Everybody, and some lady goes, oh. Everybody else is on the edge of their seat, <laughs> putting their empty cup popcorn buckets on the floor because they're engrossed in what's about to happen. And some lady's whipping out a vibrator like, all right, let's go. This seat's about to get wet. <laughs> oh, you better hurry, woman. You've got like 13 yeah, seconds. Yeah, you don't have much time. Do your thing. Just be quiet. Ugh. Yeah, Dune ended up being number two for me, but not without much agonizing. Does that mean your number three is spoiled? Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. Very nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't have any idea what your number three would be, though. Willie's Wonderland. Oh, you guessed it. <laughs> Nicholas Cage killing you animatronics. You got it. <laughs> you, mm, uh, Ghostbusters. Oh, it's on my list. Ghostbusters. It's not number three, but it's on my three. list. It's so worthy. Good. Worthy. Cried. Oh. Oh. If a movie makes me cry and not because it's so bad, I want to gouge my <laughs> eyes out, but legitimately cry, it's on my list. Legitimately cry that much, though. Yeah. Like, I cried at Endgame. I, I cried every... I watched Endgame in theaters four times. I cried every time. Mm-hmm. I love you, 30,000, and... You know, your dad liked cheeseburgers. Like, I cried every time. But I did not cry as much as Ghostbusters made me cry for a consistent amount of time. Uh Uh. Glorious. And we talked about it, but still, it deserves deserves all the praise it can get. Because not enough people went and watched it. Not enough. It made money, I think, but it didn't make enough. Should have made a billion. (laughs) Should have. Should have. Should have made seven billion Yes. Break those records. That's bro. right. Fuck you, Marvel. Fuck you, James Cameron. <laughs> James Cameron can no longer do what he does because he's James Cameron. James Cameron is no longer doing anything that he does because he's James Cameron. Because James Cameron is. James, James Cameron. Cameron. So your number three is Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. I mean, we know what mine is, obviously, Spoderman. Spoderman. Um, number f- four, it's a little more hairy. Situation's a little more difficult. I mean, for you, I guess. For me, it's not. Is your, your number four is James Bond, isn't it? No, it's Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your number four is... Right, I'm gonna, public service announcement. Drum roll, please. Public service announcement before I go any further. This top five list yeah. is the top five movies I enjoyed the most. Yes. Of 2000. That you have seen, yes. yes. Now, that they are, period, the greatest period movies of 2021. No, no. They're the movies that I enjoyed the most... Of everything that I've seen, 
I enjoyed these movies more. All right, that's got to get that out of the way now. Hmm. All right, Ray, because number four is. Yeah. Did that come out in twenty? No, Sonic the Hedgehog did not come out in twenty twenty one. No, 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 no. Number four for you is Venom. Oh no. Okay, no. I, I have no idea. Um, Army of the Dead. Oh, it did, dude. It should be on my list solely for the fact that that was the first time we'd been back to theaters. Right. And we drove to a fucking fashion mall to watch it in a theater that normally only plays art films. Yeah. Because it was the only place to watch it to watch that movie. And then we walked out at like 10 it was awesome. at night and it was deserted. No, not a soul in the mall. And I was terrified because of Zack Snyder's previous zombie work taking yeah. place in a mall. I didn't like it. But yeah, Zack Snyder's uh, Army of the Dead was the number four movie I enjoyed watching the most all year. Loved it. I don't blame you there. And honestly, a case could be made for Army of Thieves for me. It didn't make my list, but I watched the, I've watched. i seen that movie four times now. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. I think I might like it more than Army of the Dead. Ooh. But but I feel like they're one. You know? like Right. It's like Rogue it's One the and same a New Hope. Mo- Correct. It's the same movie. So that's hard for me. And honestly, I forgot about Army of the Dead. I'm calling Zach. Yeah, I'm a traitor. I'm calling Daddy I'm a Zach traitor. Right the cultists now. are going to come out and get me. He doesn't care about They're gonna your work at me all. Up. Cultists are going to string me up. Sacrifice him to the death god. Yep. Blood for the blood god. Um, It's a good call. It's a good-ass movie, dude. Yes. It's a good-ass movie. That's what's, your number four? Yeah, what's your number four, then? Ghostbusters. Yeah, Afterlife. Oh, yeah, we already yeah. talked about that. So, before number five, though, we can do honorable mentions. Because there's a few films that should have been on this list. For me personally, you don't have to do any if you don't want. But a few films I'm not looking I, up movies again. I struggled with. Um, I'll go ahead. I do and have add, a couple. I'll go I ahead guess. and add Army of the Dead to that because I forgot about it. Shame upon me. But Oops. honorable mention definitely is No Time to Die. It was almost my five. It didn't make it, but it was damn near my five. I think, damn near. Um, Honorable, honorable mention for me was uh, Wrath of Man. It was good. That was a good one. It was an enjoyable movie. Damn good. I like that movie a lot. Guy Ritchie continues to nail it. Yeah. Everything he does. Give that man a sequel to King Arthur. <sighs> Damn it. Dude. I don't care if you got to make up entirely new shit for King Arthur to go through. Do it. Like a month ago when King Arthur was the top streaming film on Netflix. I, all I, that's all I could think of. I had all that hope. It's like, oh, shit. Maybe it could happen. It'll never happen. But No. Because everything Guy Ritchie does is just fucking phenomenal to me. Absolutely yep. love it. I agree. Um. So between Wrath of Man, which also would get an honorable mention for me because I love the fuck out of that movie. I do want to do also as an honorable mention. Yeah. It was never going to make the list. But it is one of the most enjoyable movies I've watched all year, and that is Willy's Wonderland. Dude. Like, for completely different reasons than being a genuine good movie, it is hilarious. Yeah. And it's enjoyable, and it's a fun movie to watch. It is. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. For for reasons that you almost shouldn't laugh. Yeah. Like, you have to wonder if it was planned satire 
or if it was accidental. The things that shouldn't be funny right. are really like every time he goes back to the break room and keeps playing ping pong and slamming energy drinks. Yeah. it's hilarious. The first time you're like, okay. The third time you're like, what the fuck is going on? By the time it's the eighth time rolling around, I'm just—it's just funny. I'm laughing hysterically. I love Nick Cage, dude. Yeah. I love the fuck out of Nick Cage. I do too. Which brings me to the point where. I could make this an honorable mention or I could make it my number five. I could change the list at the last minute because things are transparent. That's how it works. The question is... fuck you, I do what I want. Yeah, the question is, do I? So I I do not have this certain Nicolas Cage film as my number five at the moment. I I could transplant my number five with this Nicolas Cage film. Pig? Yeah. Yeah. I'll give it an honorable mention then. It looks weird. What's great about it I need to watch it. I've never felt more fancy (laughs) than saying this because what's great about this film is that it feels like an Oscar film in every way. It's not an action film. It's not a suspense film. It's not a thought provoking film. It's simply a, a film about a character that you can relate to about a dude that's been through some shit that's just trying to find peace. That bums me out a That's bit. all it is. I was hoping it was like a John Wick except with a pig. No. Somebody kills his pig I thought and so Nicolas too. Cage goes nuts. That's why I watched it. Like I'm like, all right, all you pig killers are going to get yeah. fucked. But no, it, it's, a, it's no. a very dramatic movie. I, I need to see it. Just with Nick Cage crying and doing his things. When he's, a, oh. when he's trying to act, he's a... Still a good He's one actor. of the best, yeah. in my opinion. When Nick Cage is, is giving you his honest best, it's some of the best. Not his goofy best, which is also some of the best. It's <laughs> the best for completely different reasons. But anyway, my then honorable get, mentions are out of the way. You get works of art, like Willy's Wonderland. Like I love the fuck phenomenal. out of that movie. Dude, 2021, we got two movies from Nick Cage that almost made my top fucking five for, and they're very they're, they're, more, they're, vastly, they're as different they're as the, two movies can be. They are the epitome of Nicolas Cage. Yeah, they're the complete That's opposite. What's so great, about great his, and his awful. career as an actor. That one he's playing in where he plays himself. I can't wait. Oh I, my gosh, dude! I'll go Pedro to the Pascal, immediately and see I, I could have went around. I, I could have. He goes, yeah, yeah. It looks, it looks like it or whatever. He yeah, says. I'll never forget you. Ah! <laughs> he wails and Nicolas Cage wail. That is grotesque. I'll give you twenty thousand for <laughs> and it's himself. So he would buy a statue of himself yep. for twenty grand. I want to see it. I love and we love on this show, Nicolas Cage. Yep. But number five, you'll never guess mine. No chance, because I don't think you've seen it. So no chance you'll guess it. I will say I I I had hoped the last duel the would be in here. Worst person in the world. I don't even know what that is. No. The power of the dog. <laughs> no. Um, you didn't see Don't Look Up. I did not. Life's bleak enough. I, I fully expect Don't Look Up to be a complete and absolute accurate depiction of our society at the moment. That's not funny to me. That's depressing. So I have not watched it. It is a Netflix film, though. Oh, then I have no idea. Yep. And I'm surprised how much I loved it. Is it the, the, that Witcher movie? Uh, no, I haven't watched that yet. The animated one? No. Yeah. 
No, number five for me is Kate. Uh, it's a Netflix film in the vein of John Wick, but I feel like that's doing a disservice to the film to say that. Um, but it's Kate, and you should watch it because it's fucking awesome. And I did not expect it. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's Hateful Kate. <laughs> no. Cool, it, cool, cool. It's got uh, Ewan McGregor's, I believe they're married, his wife's in it, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. she hot? Yes, and she's awesome. She's also married to Obi Wan. Yeah, so that makes her hot alone. Yeah, um, it makes makes me insanely jealous of yeah, both of them. Both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous of both of them. Um, the the remake prequel of the thing. She's the main character in that. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah, but Kate's number five for me. It's literally like a it's a John Wick esque film. With some hints of Crank and Hardcore Henry. <laughs> what? It's wild. This sounds and like it's awesome. a chemical compound that shouldn't exist. And it's Woody Harrelson. Tell Kevin. Yeah. You should have led with that. <laughs> so there's this little Woody Harrelson film called Kate. <laughs> and it's awesome. Woody, he carries it like he always Dude, does. I love Woody. I do too. I just watched Solo. He's so fucking good. He's so good. good in it. I really was going to learn to play that valachord. It's so crazy because every time I see a trailer and he's in the trailer, I every single time think Woody Harrelson should not be in this movie. Like, <laughs> and look, then he's look, great for being look in at it. him. He doesn't, he doesn't belong in this movie. He shouldn't be in this movie. And then I watch the movie and I'm like, Woody Harrelson, just give the man a fucking award. Right? He's so good at everything he does. Like, you know how the Christopher Nolans of the world cast Michael Caine every time? Yeah. Like, Woody would be my guy. He would be. Like, Woody, if you're listening, you're my guy. When I start making movies, it's me and you, dude. Oh, man. Who would Forever. Be, who would be my guy? I'm going to have to think about it and come back. Decide who my guy like, is. Because it can't be an A-lister. It has to be this guy that can even play B-roll in your movie. Yeah. Like a, a low-level role. And, and it can't be No, somewhere. No slight to you, Woody. No, no. When no. you hear this, I love the fuck out of you. But, yeah. And it can't be somebody who's already somebody else's guy. Correct. Like it can't, yeah, be, can't, it can't be Michael Caine because you that's can't no steal Jason Statham from Guy Ritchie. <laughs> Damn it! Which is awesome, and it speaks to Guy Ritchie's greatness because I don't like Jason Statham as an actor. Uh, most of his films are awful to me, but Guy Ritchie manages to make him good. Jason, if you listen, don't beat the fuck out of me. He <laughs> could beat the fuck out of you with me. <laughs> just, just uses me as nunchucks and beats the fuck out of you. <laughs> While shirtless, because oh, he always fights I don't shirtless. believe he owns a shirt. <laughs> he doesn't. Except when he's acting. Oh, goodness. But yeah, who would your guy be? I don't know. John Cusack. Tomorrow Morris. <laughs> just, Pretty sure Star Wars got him locked down. Just, Disney's got just, him locked just, down. Throw him in everything. Yeah, but they're always going to use him for Star Wars. Right. I would use him for every project. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to think about it really yeah, hard. I'm curious about that. Curiouser and curiouser. I'm looking at all your action figures. Right? <laughs> of all these actors, who would be the one I would use? Ben Affleck. Anyway, he, I think it's safe to say he's A-lister. Yeah. I, I would use him, though. You I, could probably I, steal I Michael him. Fassbender because he's done things great enough to be A-lister, but he's still not considered that. Yeah. 
Oh, dude, if I could have Michael Fassbender be my guy, I would. I would. Oh, dude, whatever yeah. he asked, it is a price. I would uh, gladly. James Purifoy. There you go. James Purifoy mm. would be my guy because I was on board from day one. Like, dude, they're doing a Punisher series. They James. should cast James Purifoy. I want to see James Purifoy, and now he's doing nothing. James Purifoy. Stay here, here and there now. you go. Boom. James Purifoy would be my nailed guy. nailed it. Every movie I make, he's in it. Period. If I kill you, my soul is bound for hell. It's a price I would gladly pay. Between that and the, I'm the only devil here. Yeah. It's like, uh, shout out to the audience, or information to the audience. If you have not seen a film, a foreign film, actually, I think this is a UK film. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why it took forever to get to the US. But oh, yeah. If you have not seen, seen a film called Solomon Kane, based on the character by the late, great Robert E. Howard, you should watch it because it's James Purefoy and said quotes. Are from, from that film. From that phenomenal And it's movie. good as shit. I still have the brick that I shit <laughs> when I saw that my, it's local, in my, freezer. my local Walmart carried it on Blu-ray, <laughs> finally. Because I had gone years yeah. having to get like the bootlegged oh, DVD yeah. and all that. Dude, to speak to the great We're days. Watching it on YouTube. The great days before streaming. The awesome days. I bought a region-free... DVD player. People don't understand that the struggle is what's no, fun. No, like literally, I didn't know how to break my DVD player, yeah. so I got on eBay and found someone that broke theirs in so I could watch any region DVD, uh-huh. bought it just so I could buy Solomon Kane that I had not seen just because I was so interested in the, yeah. in the movie, then to watch it and be like, this is the greatest shit I've ever and seen. then because you telling me about it, right. I had to scour <laughs> anything that I could find to finally be able to watch it. Yeah. It was four years after I had seen it that Walmart finally carried it on Blu-ray. And that's what I'm saying. People, like, the, with all know. the streaming and all that, yeah. they go, ah, I can't believe you had to go through that. Like, that was what made it fun. Like, okay. Like, it is what I, made it fun. I had to, you know, I, I I had to wait in line to get a clear case VHS box to rent a movie from Blockbuster that I could only have for three nights yep. before I had to return it. Like, that, that the struggle was fun. To speak about the it's greatness. awesome to the do The greatness of the struggle. So get this, in a flashback to my younger days. So we lived in a sheltered home. Oh, yes. And you know this. Uh-huh. So here I was, early dis- in the early stages of discovery of film and all the great things. I had a license, so I was 17. I had to get up and go to work on a framing crew, 5 a.m. Yeah. every day. Yeah. But I found out through the wonders of Walmart, that new films on DVD release on Tuesdays. Oh, yeah. So they came out at 12 p.m. on Tuesdays. I would open my window and sneak out of the house every Monday night at 11.50 p.m. I would sneak into the barn where the vehicle was, my parents' vehicle. They left the keys in it. But it was in the barn, so they couldn't hear me start it. <laughs> this even happened during snow, because I remember trying to go outside afterwards and move the tracks so you wouldn't see the car, car tracks. I would sneak out at 1150 to go to Walmart at midnight to see what new movies were released. Like, literally, sometimes I'd have to stand there and wait for the guy to pull them out of the box yep. and put them on the shelf. So I'm standing there waiting, and I'm like, oh, shit, that's how I discovered Mutant Chronicles and Uh, V for Vendetta. This is before I went to theaters. So I'm like, oh, shit, this looks awesome. I'd buy it. You didn't have, like, 
I had no idea. Trailers and things. I had a flip phone. Yep. I couldn't get on yep. the internet. So I would buy it. Read the back of the box. Hell yeah. I'd buy it, drive back home, sneak the car into the into the barn, try to tabernacle, tomato, tomato, <laughs> try to cover the tracks in the snow, and then go climb back in through my window and watch said movie on a monitor that I had to press. <laughs> you press the button in and you felt the static. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You turn the TV on and you can feel your hair oh, stand up. Oh, yeah. You yep. feel it. You, you could feel the stag. So good. Those were the days, man. People don't appreciate the efforts we went to to watch film. Nowadays, it's all at your fingertips. Yep. Blockbuster 2. It's the fucking best. Best thing. Oh, yeah. Best thing around. Movie gallery, family video. Ah, family stuff, video. Man. We had sports page that was the running joke. Sports page. Even it was it wasn't a franchise. It was just a little little movie rental place there in my hometown. But every time we went there, we me and Jay would walk there and we get VHS tapes and we'd laugh hysterically <sighs> for whatever reason because <laughs> Gremlins was in the horror section. <laughs> and like, are you kidding me, man? This is not this is the funniest movie ever made. It's not scary every single time. Which to look laugh. back upon it, I get why it is. Like, there's some really dark things in Gremlins there that kids is, probably shouldn't be subjected but to. It's still hilarious. It is. It's yes. an awesome and legendary yeah. film. Oh yeah, those then were the days. Then were the days. But what's your number five? Mine's Kate. We didn't cover yours. Oh, um, Army of Thieves. Oh, I, so you're a better Zack Snyder fan than me. That's why I did the PSA <laughs> before people would start. He's just three Zack Snyder I'm films. A failure. On his top five I'm list. a failure. I enjoyed watching the movies more than I enjoyed watching other movies. That's what it is. I yeah. would say they're better films than everything that came out. No, Probably not. We haven't seen this everything. Is my, yeah, yeah, this is my personal preference. What I enjoyed from start to finish the most this year and three out of five just happened to be Zack Snyder films. I'm a failure. Zach, I'm sorry. At least you're not going to get the hate that I'll get because I'm obviously just a Snyder nut sucking his penis. That's that's all it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, but I'm, I'm like, no, I legit. These movies are fantastic movies. I'm, but I'm willing. <laughs> like brand me and give me that penis. You know, I'm willing to be the one suckling at the penis, but I'm just not. Oh, dark mother! Once again, I suck at your penis. <laughs> Dude, but I'll say this. There's going to be no stopping me from the full-blown bondage fornication of fandom <laughs> that comes from Rebel Moon. There you go. Whenever it comes out. Whenever it does. Because my, it's going to be Star hope, Wars. My hope is for fuck's sake. Let it do well enough. Oh, Let people yes. watch it enough. Let it get enough attention just from the screenshots that I've seen. Let there be action figures made. It looks great. Dude. I want to see them. I want to own them. Have no fear. Obviously, third-party companies like 108 slash 101, we don't know what, yeah, toys. but one of the third-party companies did a black suit Superman. Hmm? That looks awful. <laughs> yes, but I do believe there are plenty of third-party companies that have the same boner. For Zack Snyder. As Zack Snyder as we do. Size and girth varies, but same boner. So, yeah, there's hope. And, dude, Rebel Moon is simply, for anyone that doesn't understand, and if you listen to this, you probably do, but if you don't, Rebel Moon is the next film series coming from... Right, our, they already our, called it Chapter 1 right, or whatever. Our Lord and Savior Zack Snyder <laughs> on Netflix, where he's filming Rebel Moon soon, if not now, 
I don't remember. Maybe sequels back to back. I don't know. Olin, Rebel Moon, Netflix, Zack Snyder. But originally, Rebel Moon was supposed to be a Star Wars film. So the idea for Rebel Moon was pitched to Disney and Lucasfilm and all those other guys as a Star Wars film about someone whose planet is has befallen Imperial rule or whatever we're no, going to... No, there's c- no room for that in Star Wars. Yeah. I don't know if it's Imperial. I don't know what it's going to be in Rebel Moon. But anyway, an oppressed planet in which this awesome, badass chick that we know now, Sophia Batella, is going to play the character, is going to go on... Oh, yeah. Rub them nipples. <laughs> is going to go on to recruit seven mystical samurai. They would have been Jedi. We now don't know what they are, but she's going to go on to recruit at... I don't also know if it's seven. I'm I'm doing throwbacks to <laughs> yeah. classic things like Magnificent Seven and, and Kurosawa's work. And Seven Samurai. Yeah. Um, but she's going to go on to recruit mystical heroes to come to her planet and save them from Imperial rule. So Rebel Moon is going to be a great and fantastic Star Wars film without the title Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. I'm in. Could you imagine if they did? Because that, like, that I can group, that group that I came can. in to save them could have been it could have been it could have been Saul Guerrero, it could have been, or it could have been Jedi like you like it could it could have been anybody. I think all the above. And they're like nah, Saul. Nah, it's not going to be. Nah, we're not doing that. Zach. Mace, <laughs> dude. Because I mean, we don't even know when it would have taken place. No, but still, it would. Well, I imagine it probably would have taken place during the original trilogy, probably during the Empire. I like to think yes. Either way, either way, it's going to be Zack Snyder doing Star Wars, Star Wars movie. without the constraints of Star Wars. That's true, He's you see, be as crazy and weird and just off the rails. This sexy motherfucker is free. <laughs> like everyone on on Twitter, that's all mad. Like, all right, whatever. DC's dead. Bury it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm willing to live DC in the comics. I don't give a fuck about their wonder, movies. Are you are you a Zack Snyder fan? They're not. Or They're a DC are fan. you a DC? Yeah. You, no. Zack Snyder's DC movies fan. Correct. So I used to get the arguments all the time. The people that I w- worked with back in Ohio. I love what's his name. Yeah, that guy. What is his name? Peter Pettigrew. Uh, I want to say Jack Taylor for Jack some reason. Taylor. That's not right. That's a Ian fictional McShane. character. No, Ian, Ian McDermott. Ian, no. Ian McKellen. <laughs> no, that was Ian Glenn. By the Ian way. Glenn. But no, um, got it. That's not who I'm thinking of. Ooh, you know. Wow, his name is. It's fucking Jack Sparrow. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. For fuck's sake, I couldn't think of that. Yes, anyways, they're all Johnny Depp fans. Yeah, I would work people. Like, oh, I love Johnny Depp. He's so great. He's so great. And, they would talk only about Pirates of the Caribbean. I'd be like, name me three other movies he's played in. And they couldn't. <sighs> it's the same thing. It's like shameful. It's like the people who don't want Zack Snyder's vision to be finished in a graphic novel. Like, th- do you really care about his vision then? Right. If it's that or it never gets finished and you get to sit there and pout for the next 50 right. years because you didn't get it finished when you had the fucking chance to get it finished. Yeah. Fuck off. I'll take it I want to see in his, any form. I want to see Zack Snyder's work. I'm a Zack Snyder fan. I want to see his movies, regardless of what they are. Yeah. If they're DC, if they're Star Wars, if they're his own original content. I love his original content. I want to see any graphic novels he put out. Like Keanu Reeves' graphic novel he just put out. I want that so bad. 
Say what? Yeah, Keanu Reeves' graphic novel he just put out. I want that. So <laughs> what is that novel? Uh, Berserkers. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm in. Yep. Oh, speaking of which, because he was on... Graham Norton. Uh, no. He was on... Man, I cannot think of names today. Ah. The one talk show host is a massive... Steve Colbert. Stephen Colbert. Oh, yeah. He was on Stephen Colbert promoting berserkers did you see this no i feel like jay leno now did you see this did you hear about this <laughs> he was on there no. and they and stephen colbert asked him he's like is there a character you've played before that nobody is asking you to play again but you'd be want that you want to play that john constantine and he's like asshole he, he says something and he's like oh it's kind of hard and stephen colbert is like what I mean, do you really think anybody's going to be upset about a Keanu Reeves movie where Keanu Reeves gets to play the character he wants to play? And Keanu Reeves goes, it, it does happen. And he's like, well, okay, well, what character do you want to play? And he's like, I want to play John Constantine. Yes, and, fuck yes. And the crowd went, yeah. They started cheering and whatnot. They're paid. Fuck them. Yeah, well, probably. <laughs> but who, no, not in this instance. They're Constantine fans. I want the fans to say this. The, the crowd, Unite. The crowd started cheering or whatever. And... Um, Colbert asked him, he's like, well, so if somebody was willing to make that movie, you'd play in it? And he looked at Stephen Colbert and goes, I've tried, Stephen. Oh. And basically, like, dude, he looks so de- so dejected, like he bowed his head and everything. Like, he's tried to get Constantine made, but somebody won't fucking let it happen. And then the crowd goes, oh. Can I take this moment to say something that me and you have said many times? Let Keanu Reeves play John Constantine. Yes. yes, Go ahead. But also to say that we've probably even said on the air many times, but needs to be said right now in this moment into the heart of the microphone. (laughs) All right, Delilah. Mm. I didn't mean this to be sexual, but all of a sudden, (laughs) fuck Warner Brothers. Maybe that is sexual. I don't know. But fuck them. Fuck them real good. If it was sexual. It is it sexual. I be, just said fuck them. It would have to be like, Warner Brothers, this will not be over quickly. You will not enjoy this. But we're going to do it. I am not your fan. No, we're going to do it anyway. Um, fuck you guys. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Because you've had the chance to do a multiverse, to do Zack Snyder stuff, to do single individual tales. Dude... It has been laid out before you as a studio how you can do everything you need to do from the Joker succeeding with a billion dollars as a one shot to Pattinson doing Batman to Snyderverse to your current DCU to bringing people back like Keanu Reeves to play Constantine. It's all right there. And you drug your feet and you you had egos and you said, fuck this director and fuck this guy. And now you've got nothing. And you've got a Flash care, movie that's going to destroy everything. Yeah. That's all you've got. I don't care how big your ego is. Nobody says fuck Keanu Reeves. Toby Emmerich does. Because he's a white. <laughs> and that's all the reason you need to be a fucker. That's <laughs> all, it's all the reason Joss Whedon needs. <sighs> So-called feminist. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. Flash I, falling on Wonder Woman's tits. Yeah. Joss Whedon, you can fuck off. So, so you can't wave the flag of feminism and then turn a character like Wonder Woman into a giant sex joke. See, but that's what Joss Whedon is. And damn near, and I hate to say this, but that's almost what James Gunn is. Like, and James Gunn's humor is is juvenile, and I get that. 
and that works for some people. But you have these you have these guys these these people, I don't know. I James Gunn I see I I, I try to hold back because Joss Whedon is a proven piece of shit. Oh yeah. I almost feel like James Gunn's the same he's there. And I hate to say that. Nothing's proven. There's no allegations against James Gunn that he's been a piece of shit to people he's employed. But you have other shit for James Gunn that has come to light from Twitter from a long time ago. So also you also have that thing of what is in the past. People can change. Ten years is a long time. Can you hold that against someone? Blah, blah, blah. But same deal. You have the shit that Joss Whedon pulls and then you have the way that James Gunn treats characters. And both things put me off. Yeah, I don't think both things put me off. I don't think James Gunn's necessarily a bad person like Josh no, Whedon. No, far be it for me to say but that about James I think, Gunn. I think you nailed it. I think James Gunn literally just has his humor. Yeah, I think it's his, his approach humor. to everything is juvenile. Yeah, forgive me, James Gunn. I don't mean to put you down as a person. I just feel like your sense of humor I, yeah, I is think juvenile. We, you know, if we approached a movie about Wonder Woman and wanted to make. Wonder Woman, what we felt Wonder Woman would be, we'd approach it very differently than somebody yeah. who's going to walk into. Wonder go, Woman would rule the yeah. world. He's he's he walks in and he goes, "Hey, you know, you know, it'd be funny." And I think it's how he, his approach to everything is like yeah. having the. Yeah, I know who Wonder Woman is. She was eye fucking me from across the room. <laughs> like yep. every everything to him, I think is just you know it'd be funny. Yeah, it would be funny if we did this. It'd be he, funny. If he we did feels that. very dude. Yeah. You know, he's a like bro. very bro. He's a bro. Yeah, he's a dude. You know, it'd be sweet. All right. This would be awesome. Bro. You don't even know, bro. You don't even know, bro. Like I'm, he's I'm, gonna be over there. Like, yo, I know one Roman dude. She was eye fucking me with her right. eyes, bro. Like, le- yeah. legitimately, I he's feel like, like that is his yeah. view of comedy. Yeah, and there's no, a place for no. it. There's there time, is, but, but not here. Not with one Roman. No, for not me, with one. For me Roman. personally, one Roman make a billion dollars. It doesn't work for me. I hope not. One Roman should be like. She's sacred. She should be. It's like Princess Leia. Like literally, Batman and Superman alone should be bowing before her. Like there is no one like every the world, but even Batman and Superman should be bowing before Wonder Woman. She is the goddess of Earth. Like Leia, she is the princess of Star Wars. Everyone bows before these these beings. <laughs> that's that's the regard they should be held in. Even Patty Jenkins can't do that. You got Wonder Woman <laughs> raping dudes and. <laughs> That's basically what she does. Oh, let's yeah. let's I not yes, whole... let's not sugarcoat it. it. She basically rapes this unknowing fella <laughs> because she thinks he's Steve. But you have people that don't. Under... You know, the more I think about it, the more that just doesn't make it's sense. It's awful. Not only that, it's but so it doesn't bad. make sense that you make a wish that he comes back. Everybody else sees him as the other guy, but right. you see him as what? Right. But everybody else still sees him as the other guy. But Wonder Woman but doesn't have the wherewithal see- to understand. Oh shit! Even even say this this is how it plays out. She's like, oh shit, I see him as Steve. He's not Steve. Maybe I shouldn't rape this guy <laughs> because when Steve leaves, this guy's going to be left with the memories. That the movie retcons into them meeting on a street when Steve's gone. Like, oh yeah, cool. Hey. Little spark here. Oh. No, that's called Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> that dude's been raped. 
It's bad. It's bad, 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 bad. And that's Jeff Johns all over it. I don't care. That's that's what that is. It's bad. Shame. It is shame. Shame. It's shameful. Shame. Because these are wholesome, heroic. You know what? I'm going to fucking go here. Zack Snyder, everyone that wants to hate him and everything else, at least he takes the characters down to their core. It's like these are heroic and awesome characters. Here's how I portray them. Is she with you? No. I thought she was with you. Ends up, she's the coolest character in this fight. He she's portray- with neither of them. Right. She she is Wonder Woman. He portrays characters as they're meant to be. And then you have all this weird shit where Jeff Johns gets involved and Wonder Woman's awful and rapey. <laughs> Why? Why does this have to be a conversation I'm having? Like that's that's the ultimate thing. Like, why do we have to? What, how are we here? I don't know. I don't know. But I got off onto it, and here I am. Why is it a thing? That's it. That's all. I, that's the only question. It's one of those things that you don't why? know how you got here, but you're here. But I'm here, so. and why? <laughs> I'm here, and there's a giant ass question mark that says why. Especially coming off of the first one of the movie. That's so it's good. Fantastic. It's phenomenal. Oh, it's so good, and so at the end of the day. You have a character, and you don't want a disservice to be done to the character at any point. So you have this first movie where the character is portrayed as intended. Like you see the journey, the hero's journey, from whatever to the lowest low to the highest high, the hero's journey. That's the first Wonder Woman. How do you get from there, from point A, to point B... Where you're asking yourself, what the fuck even is Wonder Woman? I stand for truth and love. Huh? Why? How? <laughs> yeah, because I'm sorry. I don't care how huh? much you stand for truth and love. You're not going to be able to talk to the main villain at the end and just end it. And then your lasso snuck up his leg? Yeah. <laughs> even though you couldn't throw it at you him. You couldn't throw it at him earlier, but it wind, snuck up his leg? You huh? threw it three times and it, huh? the wind blew it back to you, huh? but it's going to be able to just... Like a little snake. Snake snake. Like a snake. <laughs> it's going to snake over there and then snake up his leg. Stop it. And then everything's just going to be okay. Yeah. It's dumb. It's bad. It's, it's bad filmmaking, bad writing. It's bad. It's bad. The only good thing about the entire movie is Gal Gadot is amazing. She's awesome. And Pedro Pascal. Oh, he's very he's good. He's phenomenal. But it could be better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've ever pulled punches, but yeah. let's just say in 2022, we pulled no punches. Everything that comes out. We're starting right out the gate. Mm. Straight on. We're starting right out the gate. I did top five movies of 2021 and three of them are Zack Snyder <laughs> movies. Fuck everybody. <laughs> Nicholas Cage made it into mine. <laughs> this is where we are. No, he didn't. He made it into your honorable mentions. Oh, fuck. Who's my five? <laughs> your fifth one was oh, Kate. Kate. That, the wife or lover of Obi-Wan is the wife or lover of me. You <laughs> <laughs> and McGregor? You and McGregor? Um, oh, oh, who else we got? Uh, Carl Urban? I hope they never hear this show. Oh, Carl Urban. No, CCC. 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 There's a difference. <laughs> I've managed to keep it. Uh, <laughs> I almost said something I shouldn't say. Did you? Because you just said the wife and lover of you and McGregor yes, yes, yes. is the wife and lover of me. Also, yes, if he approves. <laughs> if he's in that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, that's where I'm going with this. 
If he wants to watch, whatever. Or participate. (laughs) That's where I'm going with this. It's all... He says, says, or participate with his fingers crossed. (laughs) Please, 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 please. Also true. Ewan McGregor, you're my only hope. See, Ewan McGregor, Mary Elizabeth, we're all cool here. Carl Urban, I have a divide that I have to bridge. (laughs) Because I've said things outside of wedlock. (laughs) That's the key difference. Archaic systems of marriage is the difference. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Carl Urban and I have a much different relationship <laughs> than you and, and I. I. I use them on first name basis. Okay. <laughs> Ewan's first name, Carl. I still say both. Carl Urban. Mr. Urban. Mr. Urban. Meanwhile, whatever happens with either of them, I'll just sit back here and watch. <laughs> On OnlyFans for a ten dollar a month subscription. One of them is going to be a ooh, and then it's going to be a oh. It isn't not like that. Like a lady in that theater. Oh, Oscar Isaac's about to die. Oh, oh my gosh! See if you guys stick around to the end. This show's really good. It's controversial, and it's good. I think. I'm not even that drunk today. I'm not either. Actually, that here's the point where all of their episodes are shot to shit. It's three o'clock, and neither of us are drunk, and we're still saying questionable things. Yeah, there you yeah, go. I can't imagine what I say when I oh. like. I, thankfully, I forget the things that I say when I'm past a certain level of drunk. Yeah, because we're saying this shit sober. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be on YouTube. This is us sober after two hour or at two hours. So. Take or leave hours? it. One forty-five. We wasn't supposed to go two hours. No, this was supposed to be like a one-hour episode. Yeah, I was thinking like forty minutes. Here we are, one hour and forty-five minutes, and we should probably wrap it up because we have another episode coming up in two days. <laughs> yes, because to let everyone know. Yes, the plan going forward is to do an episode the day of the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. So it comes out on Wednesdays. We do you know, an episode. You can watch a show on Wednesday. Yeah. Listen to our listen show to on us. Thursday. Yeah. So anything we say that they'd be like, ah, oh, they Googled it. No. It's either legit bad or legit good coming from us. I don't us. care if it's good or bad. I no. just want you to know that it's mine. It's mine. Right. I said this. We're incorrect, Moss Eisley, Moss Espa. Or if it's too bad, then yeah. Jordan said Correct. this. Correct. I, I normally I do. Not. I just, I nodded. That's all I did. I mean, you are fine. You have no outstanding issues with any celebrities. Oh, no, I just mean bad Star Wars wise. Even like if still. I, if I make some outrageous claim, even I'll stand still. by it. It was mine. I said it. Yeah, you don't really have anything too outstanding. I have tolls to pay. <laughs> at the the God of Realms, the stand before the doors of Ewan McGregor and Carl Urban. I, I have tolls there. They'll take my script or cast me to shadows. I don't know. But you are innocent. I am. <laughs> I have a dark and, I'm a good and seedy past. <laughs> you know the ones I mean. Oh. No, that's, I'm just, see, it's, I, I play the nice guy game. That way I can edge my way in. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything See, more. See, you're, you're smarter than me. Just keep your mouth shut. I'm sober enough right now. Just keep like, your mouth ah, shut. I'm done, no. I do not. I do not have that power or the ability. Uh, I mean, also, though, shout out and unfortunate 
situation of Dallas. Thought we were going to have a show with him over the New Year's. He got the old Rona and ran off to wherever he lives. Uh, haven't talked to him, so hope you're good, dude. Um, hope all is well. But thought he would be on the show. That ain't happening. We may still have a guest, but I don't know. I mean, when, when Chris comes up in February, we could do a show, but I still need to figure out the whole mic system. I need a third mic. And my mixer only allows for two. Not sure. I don't know. Uh, I have no idea when it comes to those kinds of things. So I can just sit really close to him. He can sit in my lap. There you go. We can talk about how bad Titanic is. <laughs> <laughs> he literally said something about, with your new sound bar, me and Lauren can watch Titanic. <laughs> 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 Which is what's funny because I'll, I'll trash it and I'll be like, rah, 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 stupid movie, stupid movie. And then 40 minutes into it, I'll be down there drinking wine, watching it with them. Oh, yeah. You guys will be all peas in a pod. You yeah. three watching Titanic. I'll be sitting on the edge of the couch like, fuck. I mean, I'll be rolling my eyes the whole time, but that's what happens. <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe this is, this is, who watches this? Who watches this? And an hour oh. later, I'm down there watching Sex in the City with Lauren drinking wine. I've seen it. Yeah. I have pictures of it on my phone. Oh, no. <laughs> both you guys got your legs crossed and you both got <laughs> wine in your hand. <laughs> and I'm just standing in the kitchen like, what the hell? What the hell is going on? <laughs> it's going to be like that, huh? Yeah, we don't mean to be like that, but we do. People don't think friends be like they is, but sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. So we're going to wrap this up so I can go play Jedi Fall in Order. Oh, yeah, me too. Um. It's uh, been an hour and 49 minutes, and we appreciate every living second you have listened to this show. And we hope you've enjoyed it. Um, you can also enjoy more of this show in a whopping 48 hours, hopefully. We'll watch the Book of Boba Fett. We'll come home from work. We'll do a show. We'll give you all of our horrible takes. Yeah. And you can take them or leave them. That's just, yeah, that's Good. just that's the way it works. Nice to have a plan. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. But that's it. It's been a good show. We have covered the Book of Boba Fett, Season 1, Chapter 2, Tribes of Tatooine. We and our apologies. Oh, yeah. And our top five films of 2021, which are mostly studio films. And I'm sure people are disappointed by but ah, you'll yeah. be all right. Whatever. They'll get over it. Oh, yeah. They'll get over it. Or they won't. They'll never listen again. And for that. That's we, fine, too. We, yeah. Fuck you, you do guys. you, bro. You do you. And we'll do we. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's been a good show. Uh, until next time, Chapter 3, Book of Boba Fett. We've spoken. <laughs>